From somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, hell yes, Mr. Robert. Thank you very much. To me, Mike, this is Mike Davidson lives. Thanks for downloading this latest podcast. Uh, glad you could hang out with me for your next uh, half hour or so as uh, we're just ahead of the 4th of July holiday weekend. Happy 4th of July holiday weekend, I might add. Again, kind of a weird one because you got the weekend, Monday, and then Tuesday. If you're like me, you get two days off, one day on, then the 4th off Tuesday, and then you're back to work Wednesday. Yeah, just go figure, right? Uh, hopefully everybody gets to see fireworks this time around. Uh, the Canadian wildfire is still going. And I saw um, in passing just about an hour or so ago that uh, this is probably the worst season ever for Canadian wildfires. Uh, and of course, we're getting uh, some of that smoke coming down thanks to the wind and such. Uh, kind of giving it kind of a weird Blade Runner look. New York City had that a, a couple weeks back. Now places like Fort Wayne or Indy, Chicago, Detroit... Uh, just putting up with it, and uh, the air quality's just been terrible last couple of days. I've, I've done all right. Uh, I really haven't had too much problem with allergies or watery eyes, although I can feel in the back of my throat kind of a little bit of a hoarseness, and I do work in a warehouse, and this is kind of funny. My wife's like, okay, whatever you do next couple of days, stay inside as much as you can. But, you know, I'm in a warehouse, and uh, doors are open all the freaking time, uh, when you're getting things in and out of the place and uh, it's a big enough place for me to look at one end of the warehouse indoors I might add and see that haze that's been all around so I, I was pretty much boned no matter what I did uh, stay inside or not but uh, they're saying that the air quality should improve drastically here uh, as a Friday just uh, just a few days out from uh, the smoke returning from all the fireworks going off looking forward to that uh this is a uh, you know last couple of years it's been kind of a rough time of the year for me to be honest because it was around this time back in 2021 i think friday will mark uh the second anniversary of my departure from my former employer if uh those are those who are not familiar with uh my circumstances i used to be an afternoon host on a, a radio station here in fort wayne 98.9 the bear did it for five and a half years, got some pretty decent ratings, um, and some stuff just didn't work out. And I'm not going to get into that, uh, the the behind the scenes stuff. It's just uh, I felt I felt upset uh, that it didn't work out the way I had hoped. Um, but I've uh, I think I've gotten better. Um, I think it took about maybe a year or so to really get over all the feelings that I had. And uh, I did uh, I did have some therapy last year uh, to work through some of those feelings and to you know, help me with my current situation. And then the situation uh, came up in August of last year where the guy that they replaced me with didn't work out. And it was kind of a no-brainer as to why that guy didn't work out. I felt slightly vindicated, um, but uh, the offer was on the table to return or at least talk about returning, and I opted no. Uh, there's a video. I think it might be the only... Well, there's there's two videos on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, I think. One of them is uh, me out on the porch last year explaining it, so 
I'll let you check that out, but uh, doing a lot better, and I, I really don't know what the future holds for me. Um, you know, I, I'm married, I've got kids, I work, I got a pretty decent house, I can't complain, bills get paid, we're doing okay, and that's the only thing you can really do half the time, is just do okay, and uh, you know, maybe find your footing in this crazy world. Uh, I'm do certainly doing better than the, uh, the projections for Dial of Destiny, which will be the latest bomb this summer. In the summer of bombs, uh, the new in Indiana Jones film drops this Friday. Uh, mixed reviews. Uh, they're saying it's tracking for a $65 million weekend. $65 million. Uh, but the thing cost damn near $300 million to make. Then you had like another 150 for um, uh, marketing the damn thing and any other cost and the break-even point. Uh, a guy that does a really good job of explaining this, um, a Critical Drinker, and I'm going to link this up on the Mike Davidson podcast page because his latest video breaking down the problem in Hollywood with these big blockbusters uh, is pretty spot on, I think, um, because... I already knew about the okay the budget and the marketing costs and everything, but uh, he goes into you know a little more detail about backdoor deals and uh, you know profit sharing and the fact that a lot of these studios rather than uh, make smaller movies with uh, less budget and try to make that money back, try to put all their hopes and dreams with one big payout or several big payouts. And it's not done very well for either Warner Brothers or Disney this year. Uh, hence The Flash. Hence Quantumania. Hence uh, uh, the new Indiana Jones movie coming out. And it, he also brought up the fact that uh, it only cost $20 million back, uh, was it 1980, to make Raiders of the Lost Ark. Today's, today's money, that would be $60 million. That would still be incredibly... That's, that's, that would be a fifth of the current budget for this movie. Um, and of course, Raiders of Lost Ark will live on because it's just, it's a better movie. It's well made. It's not CGI'd out the ass. And it's not an 80 year old man running around trying to be like he was 40 years ago. So, uh, but I, I will link that up. And also, because uh, he, he brought up the fact that you have like studio execs try to play it safe and metal because they. They want something that the audience knows because they know what the audience wants. Uh, it reminds me of the rant that Frank Zappa went on 30 years ago about uh, the music industry and some of the know-it-all execs that uh, know what the kids want. So that's going to be linked up, too, on the Mike Davidson podcast page if you want to take a look at that later on. And by the way, there's a... Because, <laughs> you know, you have hype and you have critical pieces, critiques, if you will... With the new Indiana Jones movie coming out. I didn't read this. I, I probably got two paragraphs in and I said, no moss, I'm tapping out. Uh, but I believe this is from the Washington Post. And I got the uh, it, it's screenshot right here. The headline, is Indiana Jones racist? The literary origins are. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> there's that. Uh if if it's not woke enough, it's it's racist. So that's that's what uh, the new Indiana Jones movie is contending with. Just stay at home and watch the original trilogy if you can. Okay, um, going back to the Flash here, um, because there's all these cameos that were CGI'd in and everything. One noticeable cameo 
uh, that was not there, that didn't happen, was Christian Bale. He played Batman for three movies in the um, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy. And after um, after Dark Knight Rises, he said he was done. He was done. Uh, he has kind of walked it back and said if Christopher Nolan ever had another Batman story he wanted to tell, he'd be up for it. But, you know, Christian Bale's closer to 50 than he uh, is 40, so who knows if that's going to happen. But then again, we got an old-ass Indiana Jones running around. But apparently uh, the uh, the creators, the directors, the producers of The Flash wanted him in it so bad, they wanted him in the final scene of The Flash. Uh, I, I have not seen the movie. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it. I've read the, what the end is. And I looked at it and I was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Uh, But they wanted Christian Bale in that scene. And they kept asking him and asking him and asking him. And he said, nah, nah, I'm good, I'm good. Um, so they went with plan E. And <laughs> this is why Christian Bale is the best live-action Batman, in my opinion. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, I love Michael Keaton, too. Bale, Michael Keaton. And there were some, there were some people who were like, well, maybe Michael Keaton's star power uh, or the nostalgia for the 89 Batman didn't carry The Flash. The Flash is not a Batman movie, for Christ's sake. And, and it's not a Superman movie, and yet you've got uh, General Zod as the main baddie in this thing. It made no abs absolutely no sense. It was just diarrhea, and they, they made a really shitty movie that's what happened uh and that's the that's those are the consequences they're dealing with right now it really has no uh, it makes no difference who was batman because everybody was batman in except for christian bale the fact of the matter is this was supposed to be a flash movie and they couldn't even get that right <laughs> so bale said nah, done and uh well i mean that's if christopher nolan uh, is done with Batman trilogy, but you know, Nolan's, he's he's staying busy. He's got uh, he's got Oppenheimer coming out here in a few weeks. Okay, so uh, the unfortunate submersible uh, story from last week with Ocean Gate, where there, you know, what was described as a catastrophic implosion, five people dead, uh, among them a father and son. Uh, they they have found some of the wreckage and. Uh, Say, I hate to say it, they found they may have found some human remains on the bottom of the ocean floor, um, but uh, because of all of this, everybody's kind of high. You know, either you're a real a hole and you're joking out the ass about this, or you're really sensitive about it and you think everything is offensive. Now, I won't joke about uh, these five people dying in the submersible. But I'm not going to be walking around on tiptoes either, uh, trying not to offend people or looking for clues that uh, there might be somebody who's titanic phobic or whatever the hell. Case in point, online right now, there are people griping about the fact that this weekend, I think Saturday, on Netflix, Titanic Returns, the uh, the 97 blockbuster with uh, Leo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. And by the way, uh, speaking of budgets, I mean, that was, remember when everybody was making a big deal about that movie being over $200 million? And, oh, James Cameron, he's in way over his head. And then, you know, he makes billion damn dollars off this thing. And he's king of the world. He's winning Oscars left and right. Well, anyway, Titanic's back on Netflix. And everybody's like, ooh, too, too soon. Um... 
you realize that's not how they decide um, when movies get on streamers. It usually they're on them for a few months, and then like at the end of the month they're pulled, and then you know you have a new slate of movies to choose from. And it just ha so happens that July first is when Titanic comes back to Netflix, and some people are reading the tea leaves a little too intense uh, tense on this. I mean, I mean, if they really wanted to shine them on, they just throw on Das Boot. Um, yeah, it's just an odd coincidence. Um, nothing, nothing wrong with that. And I'll say this, there's nothing wrong with Ryan Seacrest being, uh, the new host of Wheel of Fortune that was announced earlier this week. Uh, there might be something wrong with the Vanna White camp because she's lawyering up and saying she hasn't had a pay raise in 18 years. Uh, more on that later. But Pat Sajak just about a week or two ago said, you know what, I'm, I'm getting old. It's time for me to step away from the hosting duty. So next year, uh, going into what is it, 2024, that will be his his final go-around as the host of Wheel of Fortune. And then Ryan Seacrest steps on. And everybody's bitching about this. Like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. This is the worst thing ever. you, you got to realize that uh, the bulk of the Wheel of Fortune audience is uh, blue-haired people that go to bed at 8.30. So, uh, you know, it's it's an older audience. Ryan Seacrest, in my opinion, is probably one of the most least offensive hosts there is. I mean, if you if you get anybody else, somebody's going to be griping about it. I, You know, I, I get he's a pretty boy, you know, American Idol and all that stuff. But, you know, he's he just knows what he's doing when he does this stuff. You give him a microphone and he'll he'll host the hell out of whatever. Like uh, New Year's Eve, he, do, he yeah, Dick Clark, he, he's not Dick Clark, but who is Dick Clark, really? I mean, how are you going to replace that dude? Ryan Seacrest is, uh, from what I can tell, beyond professional. Um, he doesn't do anything drunk. And that is saying something, considering that he co-hosted a show with Kelly Ripa for so damn long. <laughs> Uh, you know he did. Yeah, I mean he does that. He did the uh, rockin' New Year's Eve sober because he's on the job. He's even said it. I'm on the job. I gotta be professional. Unlike the uh, the idiots over at CNN. Could you imagine Don Lemon hosting Wheel of Fortune? What what a jackass that dude would be. Uh, so I think this is. I mean I know it sounds like a safe hire, but it makes the most sense to me. And I, I don't think Wheel of Fortune will really miss a beat. With him as the host, he'll probably do a good job. J.J. Uh, Watt, I used to hate this guy twice a year when he was uh, with the Texans, and you know they would play the Colts. You know, but overall, I mean, legendary player, destined for the Canton. I mean, great player. When he's playing somebody else's teams, uh, I loved watching him play. But uh, yeah, he had a story on a podcast here. And this pretty much solidifies my stance on graduation ceremonies. Um, but if he if he had gotten his way with this one, this would have been the coolest graduation ceremony ever. I do have this linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Uh, but he was talking about how you know he's uh, going to give the commencement speech, um, or you know one of the speakers at. Uh, uh, the commencement for University of Wisconsin. And by the way, I never had anybody as cool as J.J. Watt speak at any of my graduation ceremonies, be it, uh, you know, high school, undergrad at Ball State, or my uh, post-grad ceremony. I sat through three of them, 
And no, no one as cool as J.J. Watt ever spoke there. But uh, his his plan was, because this is a celebration, uh, and I'm drawing a blank on the name of the beer because um, it's late and my memory just doesn't work anymore. His plan was to have a can of cold beer under every seat on the floor for every grad. And then after his speech, he says, you know, reach under your seat and you know, toast your success. And they're like, no, no, we can't do that. You know, we, we, we just can't do that. Sorry, JJ. We, we can't have our grads drinking beer. And then he's like, well, okay, well, let's just go with the gift certificate. I put a bunch of gift certificates there and he can, they can redeem them at uh, the liquor store no we, we just we don't want to be associated with liquor never mind that 99.99 uh, percent of the graduating class on the floor is 21 and up crying crying out loud uh and they're going to get tanked later on um the, they're just this faux dignity of uh academic uh, academic life at uh, university of wisconsin you know, these same professors that want their students to kind of, you know, work around their schedule. You, you know, if you're if you're going to college, you, you're taking like 15 credit hours a semester. That means you've got like five professors and they all make ridiculous demands of your time. And no, oh, you, you should study this. You need to, you know, read this book, read this book, read this book, write this paper, write this paper, write this paper. It's, it's no wonder that a lot of these students uh, become binge drinkers on the weekend and during the summer because they're, they're learning uh, stress and maybe they're not coping with it the best way. But these these professors just like, oh, we can't have that, let them have a beer. Uh, you know damn well at any function that the university hosts, they're sipping cocktails and getting tanked. But uh, the people that spent tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on what school you went to or they went to, uh, they can't sip a beer in honor of that after sitting through some pretentious speeches. And I'm not talking about J.G. Watt. I'm talking about uh, everybody else that you, you won't remember a thing they said the next day. That, that just highlights my whole problem with commencement ceremonies. Uh, they're just it's, it's basically a circle jerk for the school. It's not necessarily for you. It's just, look what we did for you. Your celebration, your achievement... We'll be celebrated with you, your friends, your family. Them, it's, you owe us. And it's like, I'm giving you the finger. I owe you, dick. All right. So, there's... <laughs> Kid, I, I just... I, I, I don't like sitting through long talks, is what I'm saying. Um, okay, so in London... <laughs> switching gears abruptly and just horrifying the hell out of you with this next story. This involves a pink concert. I could just stop right there. Um... She's in the middle of a performance, and some woman, uh, during the performance, throws a bag up on stage. Oh, you think it's something that she can take back to her dressing room and enjoy later on, right? <laughs> well, maybe if she was Keith Richards, sure. Uh, this was a bag of ashes, cremated remains, human remains. This person through their dead mother's ashes in a bag up on stage to be close to pink and pink was a little freaked out by this and i would be too um by the way i it, i'm not going to have this talk with my kids because the you know there's three of them and the oldest one turns six in august so you know talking about uh, my final wishes amongst them 
probably not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but I will say this to them when the time is right. Do not throw my ashes up on a stage at a Pink concert. If you're thinking that's a highlight for me, you might as well just flush me down the toilet, okay? <laughs> you're right. You're going to throw me on, on a performer. You might as well do it some, uh, somebody that I enjoy, like Dave Grohl. Or <laughs> I don't know. But, oh, God, that's just so morbid. All right, so a couple serious stories here. I'm uh, reading this in passing. There's this woman in Alabama. Uh, she wants to teach her son responsibility and work ethic, and, it's, and I think that's a very important thing for kids to learn. And she decides, and this too linked up on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, but she decides, you know, the tried and true way to do it is through entrepreneurship and, uh, yay, lemonade stand. That's as uh, American as apple pie, baseball, and the like. And so she wants her son to do it. And she thought, you know what, this is a great idea. You, tell you, I'm going to do this for my son and a few neighborhood kids if they want to. Uh, so, you know, I, I want, she posts this on Facebook. Okay, if you want to work a couple hours at the lemonade stand, do so. Uh, you will be compensated for this. And I think she was willing to pay each kid that did this 20 bucks to help for like two hours work. That's $10 an hour. And as a kid, that's uh, that's pretty good. That's a pay, pretty good pay rate. Uh, I know that's not a living wage, but uh, these kids are living at home with their parents. Uh, so I assume. Well, not everybody was a fan of this Facebook page, uh, this Facebook post, and some some busybody uh, decided to report this woman to the uh, Board of Labor in Alabama, and so the Board of Alabama, uh, the Board of Labor, shut her down. And of course, this woman that got shut down, I mean, she, obviously upset, but she's like, "Well, I talked to the woman, uh, and she was nice, and you know, I just said I, I I didn't mean to do this." She goes, "Oh, I understand, but you can't do this because." It seems like you're profiting off of uh, youth or something like that. Even though she's going to pay these kids 20 bucks for two hours work. The state, so because some woman or somebody bitched on Facebook that this woman was going to teach some kids, uh, you know, how to raise a, run a business and pay them. But because it wasn't through all the proper channels, reported her to a government agency. Keep him this okay. I mean, the fact that the government agency took time and effort to investigate a lemonade stand that pisses me off. But now you've got adults looking at potential ways for kids to learn how to make a buck or three or five, and they're seeing this as uh, not not good. I mean, what's next? Do you start? Uh, do you start cracking down on uh, kids wanting to do car washes or mow yards or s shovel snow? This is just asinine. I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword. You have the state stepping in and shutting this down. And then you have uh, these little Orwellian busybodies looking on social media going, I don't like that. I'm going to report that. Uh, nobody was getting hurt. There was an... Opportunity for these kids to make money, and uh, this person pretty much screwed the pooch on that. So now these kids are going to stay at home, look at tablets all summer, and get fat. Thank you. You you did the Lord's work or some crap. I don't know. All right, so there's that. And we go on to big people business now. Uh, New York City. And this, uh, this is kind of showing 
how stupid society has gotten and cities have gotten. Um, there is a, an ordinance that uh, they're looking to pass that would severely regulate uh, wood fire and coal fire pizza ovens in uh, restaurants uh, because they want to save the planet, uh, cut down emissions by 75%. I do have this also on the Mike Davidson Facebook page, and uh, uh, they were talking to one pizzeria owner, and uh, it, it's cost them $20,000 to have this new ventilation system installed. And every couple of weeks, he has to have a professional come in and clean the vents, and I'm sure that costs money. So this is this is going to severely change the way these pizza restaurants own, run, and operate uh, because it's going to cost money to put this crap in, or and it's going to cost money to um, uh, to maintain, or maybe they go another way and use an electric. Stove. You remember when they said they weren't going to ban gas gas stoves, and now New York City's got, uh, with some exceptions, uh, this law that says you can only use electric for new houses, new restaurants, and the like. So there's that. But but there's also going to be some businesses that close. There's going to be some restaurants that say, you know, screw this. We'll, uh, we'll make pizza for rich people. You know, you no pizza for you, New York City. That's what will happen. Um, but I find it very funny that uh, they're making a big deal about this law. Keep in mind, New York City's got about 10 million people in and around it. And this law aimed to cut down these emissions by 75% affects 100 restaurants total. 100 restaurants to cut down 75 That's nothing. 100 of it. You think about all the freaking forest fires going on in Canada right now. And uh, how all of that has wafted over uh, our border and has uh, gotten down to states uh, in the Midwest and in the East Coast. That has done more damage to the environment and to uh, human health than a pizza oven has. A hundred pizza ovens in New York ain't nothing. And uh, there's, there's, the, there's the possibility that these businesses will go under. And that, that would absolutely suck. But... Uh, the older and, uh, how should we say, more influential of these restaurants, the ones that make money, uh, they'll find a way to get around this, and uh, they'll they'll find a way where they get an exemption, but their competition won't, because that's how they, um, how some people who view government as a game will say, that's how you play the game, uh, even though other people's livelihoods are um, getting screwed with here. I, and I find that just... I, it's, it's a big reason why I'm glad I don't live in a huge city. I'll take living in the Midwest with uh, forced fire smoke any day of the week. All right, a couple more stories here. <laughs> Out of China, home of the bat, or uh, the leaky lab, or whatever. Um, you, know, you know how they said COVID was caused by um, eating a bat, but that turned out to be <laughs> bullshit. Uh, well, there is it now a new fad. Um, it's actually... A centuries old fad but it is made in appearance once again uh out in the far east and i i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right but street vendors are selling it and it's a thing it's called sudoi sudoi uh which is uh, chinese for suck and discard this has nothing to do with sex work ladies and gentlemen this has everything to do 
with spicy rocks, pebbles, rocks you can find in the ground, on the streets, in riverbeds, rocks. What they do is they heat them up with spices and oils, you buy them, and you suck the flavor off the rocks and discard them, never mind the fact that you could chip a tooth or, you know, worse, choke and die. They're now cooking rocks in China, and, and so you can taste the rocks. And I guess that's now a fad. Yeah, we're just one more step closer to the eat the bugs thing, aren't we? I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how true that theory is, how true that uh, alleged conspiracy theory is. But when I see crap like this, it's just, it's something that gives me pause and goes, you know, maybe they're onto something here. There are idiots that are willing to put rocks in their damn mouths. So you can check that out also on the Mike Davidson Facebook page. Also, uh, wrapping it up, very happy. Um, you know, even though I went on a tear against uh, colleges here not too long ago, my alma mater, Ball State University, they have a new golfer on their team from uh, Bloomington South, making his way to good old Muncie, Indiana, Landon Gilmore, better known as Happy Gilmore. He's got the nickname. And it's a big deal. Everybody on the internet's talking about it. Way to go, man! That's uh, there, there. That alone, Happy Gilmore being on the Ball State men's golfing team should be a reason for uh, the Mac schools uh, to just give up golf. You're done. And Adam Sandler has even congratulated the man. So uh, with that going on, congratulations, Happy Gilmore, and uh, many, many. Uh, successful outings as a Ball State Cardinal chirp chirp. All right, with all that said and done, happy 4th of July, everybody. Till next time, stay fresh, cheese bags. You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at davidsonlives.